It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolos. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Pinball Profile. We've got a great Facebook group as well. And you can email pinballprofile at gmail.com. I'm here in Chicago. Pinball Expo, flip-out tournament, and that's just one of many. It is a massive tournament, but it wasn't the only thing going on. We had a kids' tournament. We had a couple of women's tournaments. There was the Battle of the Bells. There was the pin golf and, of course, the classics as well. And somebody's got to organize all this. And she's with me right now, Deborah Tallman. Deborah, congratulations on a successful weekend. Hi, Jeff. Congratulations to you. I saw you uh, uh, maximizing your potential. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, and this expo was a great tournament and certainly show area a much improved from 2021. But again, I think coming out of COVID out of that was was a bit of a problem. But again, with COVID, you know, it was kind of the first one after that. So this is really what expo is all about. And this tournament, I look at it every year. I'm like, how the heck do you do it? I want you to explain this massive bracket tournament in the main flip-out tournament. The massive bracket. Well, once upon a time, long time ago, Trent Augenstein built a big bracket, and it has grown and grown, and now uh, we have, I think, 200 players um, on average the last couple years between A and B. It's a double elimination, lots and lots of buys. Everybody, um, just about everybody makes the finals um, because we want everybody to play. And so on Thursday, we do a big seating qualifying day, and after that, Friday, Saturday, and, and in, into Sunday, this particular expo, we just keep playing playing until we declare a winner if you want to see some of the highlights go to fox city's pinball on twitch because it was very exciting it's now after the fact uh zach mccarthy was the big winner against jared august and carl d'angelo came third and in fourth place dalton ely so uh very impressive but that again is just one thing going on here you mentioned that everyone kind of makes the playoffs you play on thursday and that's your seating and even if you don't do so well You've got a double knockout, so you could even tank the first set of games, and you've still got a chance. We've seen people come all the way back. That's that's the whole reason why we do the double elimination, because we don't want you to be one opponent and out of the thing entirely. It's it's all about finding. It's not about finding necessarily uh, the person who's very skilled with a little bit of luck on their side. It's all about finding the most skilled pinball player. I've played in a lot of tournaments, and it's people like yourself, Deborah, that you know put in a lot of time and effort to make this happen. And you might think, oh, you just show up. Well, no, there's a lot of machines you've got to get. You've got to have techs. You've got to have volunteers. <laughs> How much time before going into this did you put into it? Okay, so and anyone who's run a major tournament like this, Indisc, TPF, District 82, putting together a tournament of this scale, 60 games, four different uh, components, and, um, and five different, like, divisions, if you will, in the end. Um, And I invited the Battle of the Bells to come in as well. So that was the sixth tournament that happened here. There are so many moving pieces and parts to this puzzle that it it boggles my own mind as I'm I'm actually executing the thing over the the last four days. I don't get a lot of sleep, and I don't mind that. (laughs) I'm actually really... I I play better as a pinball. I do do try to qualify in the tournaments just to see how I'll do. I don't expect much of myself. The last two years sleep-deprived, I've done my best. I've qualified top of B. And so the sleep deprivation is all a part of having all of these details. Um, I want to talk about the volunteers. Not enough will ever be said. And again, if you've run tournaments, big or small, nothing can be said enough about the volunteers and how much every minute of every hour, every decision, everything that they help you move and do um, and every piece of that I think I had a team that was 40 strong this year and I think I need like a 60 person team next year and that's that's also just more than 
I could have ever expected, but it's that level when you've got, you know, 250 players coming into a room. We don't pre-register, so we never know how crazy it's going to be. Uh, so we prepare for whatever, and it takes, you know, started planning this right after last year's expo, and about six months ago, started putting the bigger pieces together, and for the last two months, pretty much daily, just been making sure the pieces were in place. Well, let's talk about volunteers. It is the backbone of any kind of tournament, too. It is necessary. You can't be a one-person show. It requires a lot of people, whether it be TDs, techs, just ruling scorekeepers, of course. You need to have the software, which you had from uh, Never Drains. There's a lot of moving parts to this, and and if you are ever going to a tournament, you should at some point go to whoever is running it and say, can I help? How can I help? Whatever it can be. Can I get you a drink? Can I yes. get you something to eat? Because it's all these things. And I have no time at all for anybody who doesn't volunteer and complains. It's easy to throw stones. But I know the hard work that you've done. I've seen it many times. And you talk about sleep deprivation. I've also seen you a few times at the Sanctum coming up, so you're used to that kind of 24-hour go-go-go. But Yeah, but now while I'm running it, I don't even know how Jim and the team do it there. <laughs> it's it, crazy. It, yeah, it, it's something uh, Jim Swain and, uh, of course, any tournament director, but this is a Stern Pro Circuit event and not just one event. So you mentioned that you kind of started this 2022 year basically after last year. Yeah. So I'm sure there's some kind of follow-up on making notes. Okay, we've oh, got yeah. we've got this worked well, this didn't work well. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things you look at in 2021 coming to this and maybe looking forward to 2023? Uh, the tournament space was numero uno it last year. It was great year. here. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was something. We started having that conversation with the hotel and with the expo staff and the Burks who run this thing and do such a good job making the Chicago Expo happen in the first place. We had that conversation like starting on Friday of last year and kept talking about it all through the rest of Expo and kept checking back with them and they gave us what used to be the seminar room. Uh, it's, it's, it's outstanding. It, I thought last year was fine too. I mean, if we go back to a few Expo Dude. years, if we go back to a few Expo years, you would have looked at like the gl- oh, it's five o'clock in the hallway. We the glare. Covering the glare with whiteboard. So last year was even better than those days. <laughs> sure. And again, a new location, but this sure. is the Cadillac. It was, and the sound was dampened because we had carpet. The lights were dimmable. Hello, if you're ever going to run a pinball tournament and you're bringing pinball machines into a space that you're not used to running tournaments in, check the lighting. That's the first thing you do. <laughs> check the lighting. And they graced us with the right amount of logistically, you got to have enough chairs. It's hard to get enough chairs for what we oh, need. Oh, I didn't think of that. It's hard to get enough tables for what we need. We bought so many extra cables just to get these guys run properly in the circuits like all those details just like it's nothing it's not going to come from anywhere else you have to figure out every little piece those are the details too you remember going to Pinburg and you're like <laughs> the fight to get a chair and then they sold like VIP chairs like I don't care how much I want a chair <laughs> but carpet you're right I never even thought about that carpet I notice it when there isn't carpet appreciate it when there is and I'm like oh yeah I guess my feet are fine my back's fine can I please be a grateful tournament director and not just call out the volunteers but call out the sponsors yeah there's, there's some I Stern Pinball took care of us in a, the biggest way possible this nice. year bigger than ever before and love what they did they got us all of these games we had like 36 games in Maine 36 games yeah. they took care of us with women's they got us four games there the kids tournament was stern um, that was huge uh, we had a lot of help from American we had help from JJP we had help from uh, Coin, uh, Chicago Coin Cactus Canyon yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that is right. we had uh, we had help from uh, and I really want to call out the games because without the games this doesn't work nothing works without the physical 
multiple pinball games. True. So Fez Rank from Colorado drove four pinball machines from Colorado to here. That's crazy. <laughs> but wonderful. Uh, Wayne Roos, uh, and I'm probably saying Wayne Roos. Yeah, Wayne from Rouse. the Cincinnati area. Yeah, he took care of us um, in his, he brought pinball machines. James, and he TD'd the uh, pin golf? Oh, he TD'd pin golf, um, and then James Brooks brought games. But the people behind the scenes, too, that just supported us financially or with, like, swag for our volunteers and our, our tournament players, that made a big difference to me this year. We had so much more of that, and I could see the difference had it made for the players. So when a tournament is done, you, you do a debriefing, you kind of figure out, like you say, the positives, the negatives, the oh, things yeah. to possible change. But one of the biggest questions is, do I want to do this again? <laughs> because sometimes it, it's a lot. Okay, so that's interesting because I I know a couple like primo tournament directors who have, in the last couple of years, just kind of, you know, handed in, what do they call it, hung up the jacket okay. and said, you know, this is good. I've done the thing. I'm, I'm good for a while. <laughs> I'm going to step back. It's because it's, it's a lot. It's like being, it's like being the president of something. And people are quick to criticize versus compliment. Like, no, it's like a nine to one ratio. I mean, probably. you probably have all those people that would compliment. They just don't say it, but mm-hmm. they're more vocal when something goes wrong. Well, I must be really lucky then because there's been a lot of vocal happiness this year. Well, once I'm done, there's a lineup of people I want to talk to you about uh, this and that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Direct them my way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take them down. I'll, I'll be the one in the blanket. It is a fun event. You go to a lot of different tournaments, so you kind of have a chance to see what's available. But there is no other tournament like this in the Stern Pro Circuit. And for those that don't know, the Stern Pro Circuit are kind of the best 20 tournaments whopper-wise in a calendar year based on a three-year run. And the Expo Tournament has always been right there because of the volume of people. And I think experience-wise, too. I mean, any of the big whopper events are trying to give you a really good experience in, in the other aspects of tournamenting. And what I also like about these big tournaments, too... I like playing tournaments, but when you have such a great show like Expo or uh, TPF is another good example, you want to kind of get out there. Pintastic's another one, you know. So these tournaments, and I mentioned all those, give you the opportunity of going, okay, you know what? We, we can do a little bit of both. I can play, but I can also take some time off. That's important. Yeah, well, that, the qualifying on Thursday, and then you can go off after you play your your certain number of tickets, which was 15 this year. I don't know. Josh Sharp might have something to say about that. Maybe next Pay year. Pay no attention. No one does. <laughs> Maybe next year it'll be 25 minimum qualifying tickets. Who knows? Uh, but no, we want people to... That's why I did pin golf. We tried out pin golf for women's because I didn't want them to have to just pump and dump and drop money and drop coin. Well, not literally drop coin. I loved it. But, uh, you know, like you, you have an opportunity to play in the finals, play well in the finals but not have to be constantly at games, just grinding it out. That way, if they wanted to play in Classics this year, they could. And Kristen Gregory, she made it well into the finals, qualified, and then moved up the ladder. And you go see the seminars. It's a nice mix of a little bit of everything, and it's it's great over this kind of three, four days. I know I have to get going as well, and so do you, because people are wanting to get paid. And another benefit of these big tournaments is you get to make friends that you get to see when you travel once in a while. And especially, you know, we're not too far removed from COVID and the pandemic and not being able to play and isolating and no IFPA. But it is a real treat to see friends from all around the country and and the globe. It's not about the Whoppers. It's the friends you made along the way. It's true. It is true. <laughs> yeah, I miss I miss you. I miss seeing people, and it's wonderful to be sitting down with you again. Deborah, likewise, and thank you very much for this tournament. Great to see you again. Congratulations. Have a great week, and I hope to see you soon. Thank you, Jeff. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. We have a Facebook group. We're on Twitter and Instagram at pinballprofile. Email pinballprofile at gmail.com. I'm Jeff Teolis. Oh, 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 o